Hello and welcome to my bullet journal journey. I'm your host, Danny Kay, and today we'll be discussing how April went for me. Spoiler, it was abysmal productivity-wise, but I did get a lot of family time in, so we'll talk a little bit about balance in this episode. I ended March's update in a rut, and really it didn't end until April was over. So it was over a month. It was certainly a learning experience in many ways. For one, it wasn't much different than how my life was before I started bullet journaling. So I gained some perspective there and appreciation for how far I've come. I was able to see how far I've come and how much more fulfilling life is when you're not just meandering through your days. You know, before I had no point of reference to compare myself to. And now it's like I've had a taste of productivity and intention, and there's just no way I can go back. But I also think about how much time I wasted and how much of myself I wasted. Essentially, I wasted my 20s. Like I'd come home, I'd smoke some weed, I'd watch TV all night, I ate whatever I wanted, I ate a ton of fast food, I was childless at that point, so my free time just abounded, and what did I do with it? It makes me a little sick thinking about it, but I think that's part of the process of growing up and maturing. I tried to put my finger on where my rut originated in. Like I discussed in the last episode, I can tell you what events occurred directly before the rut started, but I can't pinpoint what exactly it was that led to it. And it was really interesting from a self-reflection standpoint because I realized that sometimes you just feel a certain way and even though the rational side of our brains may want to psychoanalyze these emotions, our irrational and emotional side just isn't having it. So I contemplated my emotional state for weeks and I still don't have an answer about why I was feeling the way that I was. I made a spread in my journal about overcoming my rut. So I analyzed how it manifested in different areas of my life, like my health, work, my relationships. And then I made notes about small choices I could make to counteract its impact on my life. So for instance, I wrote some small goals in my daily log to prioritize my health, like, you know, drink five bottles of water, stay under calorie limits do some yoga so I could focus my energy in overcoming one thing at a time. Like for work, I noted I needed to clock in by 8.45. It's just these little things that add up and sometimes you just need these reminders. It's definitely something I'll refer back to if and when I get into a rut.
again. I hope it ever happens again. In general, journaling was a complete fail this month. It's funny how I think in January or February, I said I wanted to use my journal as a tool, not a crutch. And it's a crutch. It really is. I know that now that I had a month that just went really awfully journal-wise, how much I need it (laughs) to stay on track. It really started with the creative aspect of the journal. So I picked a cherry blossom theme and pretty much hated it from the beginning. My cover page was a fail. Like I started to paint a scene with water and a mountain and a cherry blossom tree in the foreground, but I just didn't like how it was turning out. And I've actually never seen anyone use acrylics in their journal, and so I I got a little concerned about that. I did notice when I would turn the page, the pages stuck together like the paint. So that could be why. But then I had to figure out how to cover it up. And I I took a trip to Hobby Lobby hoping I would find some inspiration, but I never really did. It could have been a symptom of my mental state, but I just really struggled with the execution of this theme. And you know, when your your brain's not all there, you can't act creatively. It's just, it's very difficult. My last two weekly spreads didn't even have any art to them at all. They were just boxes and a title. I just, I just got sick of it. Um, And it's really a shame because cherry blossoms are so beautiful but I definitely had stepped outside of my comfort zone and it was just one I could never get a handle on. And then the struggle continued with my habit trackers. So you all know I've been struggling with the layout of the habit trackers since I started basically. And this month I wanted to focus on quantity. So I just did 30 bubbles for each habit with the idea that I would just fill in the bubbles once I completed it. But the problem with that is sometimes I would forget whether I had already filled them in. So I just wouldn't do it because I didn't want to fill them in twice. With that, I discovered that when I wasn't tracking my habits, I wasn't using my journal much at all. My husband said, it sounds like the habit trackers are a keystone habit. So a habit that facilitates other habits. And it was actually really enlightening for me to realize how important the habit trackers are to me. In May, I used a grid format, but I laid it out horizontal. So I had to turn the the journal and laid it out rather than having it go vertically. So, so far I'm content with this one. And I think it's just because last month was so awful that it's like the bar was so low. Anything would have been an improvement. So I'm excited about the functionality of this design over last month. And in fact, on May 3rd, so three days ago, 
I completed all of my habits except for two. And one of those habits is getting laundry done all in one day. And I just didn't do any laundry. And so that's why I didn't mark it off. And I, if I don't do it, if I leave the laundry in overnight, I put a little box. So that's the one I struggle with the most, I think. Another problem with my April setup was that I hated my weekly layouts. So I laid the boxes across the page horizontally. So I had seven tall boxes like across the bottom of the page going over two pages. And they were just really long and skinny. And I felt like I couldn't get anything in them. Like I could get one word on a line and I just did not like it. I don't write um, that big. And I just had, I was having a lot of problems getting everything to fit. So I really didn't like it. And so I realized I really like the four boxes per page layout. So that's what I'm using and will use going forward. One thing I learned from reading the bullet journal by Ryder Carroll was that whatever you have going on in your head, you just put it down in the journal. And I've been embracing that more and more, particularly last month when I wasn't happy with the artistic expression in my journal. I've at times sacrificed the artistic aspect just to get stuff down. And, you know, that is where art can sometimes hinder our journaling, especially when it seems like the bullet journal community is very centered around the aesthetics you know, or maybe that's just the part of the community that I'm in. But last month's theme really made me realize how much I favor a minimalistic theme. This month, my theme is poppies, and I just love how they turned out. They've, in general, poppies have always eluded me artistically. But some of my friends gave me some new watercolors for my birthday, and I've just been pumping out some poppies. They look so good, and I'm just really excited about how they turned out, and they look really beautiful in my journal. So it's it's a huge contrast from last month when I hated it and couldn't get it right to this month where I'm like, yay, I'm super thrilled. In... April, I had added a section for thoughts that I intended to use like a diary, like a journal. And I didn't use it much at all. It had like two entries. I thought it might help me with my rut, but I just ended up, like I said earlier, making a whole spread dedicated to that. So the thoughts page kind of became redundant. And it also kind of served a similar function to the brain dump as well. So it was doubly redundant. So I'm abandoning that going forward. In general, I think I'm narrowing down my preferences in my journal. And I have a core group of spreads that I consistently use month to month without much variation. So it makes setup very, very easy. As I was trying to get out of my rut, I started getting excited about new projects. So namely 
meal planning and decluttering my house. And I realized as I started to plan them out in my head and start executing them, particularly the meal planning, that they were new projects and they were time intensive and taking my focus and energy away from projects that I had already started. So for instance, the meal planning, I went out and bought containers. I created a menu. I got a Sam's Club membership and I spent like two weeks executing all this. And then I realized I was allowing myself to get distracted by things that in the long run really didn't matter. They weren't going to accomplish what I set out to accomplish, but they were giving me the illusion of productivity. And there was no reason for me to start it now. Like they weren't time sensitive. I could have done it anytime. It could wait six months and then I could do it. But I just dove right in. And this is one of my problems as I get really excited about projects in the planning phase, but then I don't stick with them. And I also let them take my focus away from what matters. So I think this was a symptom of not using my journal to my fullest potential. It's it, This is a circumstance where it's great to have your journal, review your goals, your projects, and remember where you left off. We have great ideas, and getting them down in our journals is a good start, but then never looking at them again is basically useless. So I went back And I spent some time at the beginning of May trying to figure out where I am with my projects and where I'm going. And it's so easy to meander off your path. You have to have the discipline to get back to it and keep going because your persistence is going to pay off. Now, my productivity did go down the drain this month, but it wasn't a horrible month. I had a lot of family stuff this month and it was good quality family time. I know last month I was kind of lamenting all the family interaction I got because it kind of threw off my routine, but I did have some good times this month. It was good for the soul. You know, we got a great beach day in. It was the first of the year and that was just so like soul cleansing for me. So while I wasn't productive, I did check some boxes in other areas. The truth of it is you will never have enough time for everything and spending time in one area takes time from something else. It's not always a bad thing, but we need to recognize the sacrifice and appreciate the time that we're spending. For instance, we had in April two different days where my daughter's soccer games were on Saturday. My dad came and then we went out to eat afterwards. So it was like a three or four hour ordeal basically takes up the day. But we had planned these outings ahead of time. So we knew the day was basically going to be spent on family stuff. And so it was less stressful knowing it was coming. And, you know, that was something I learned from last month's family time. I had kind of prepared myself mentally for it, and it allowed me to be more present in 
enjoy the time that we spent together. The more I think about my time in a day and how there's never enough of it, I think about the time in my life and how there will most certainly not be enough of it. It can be really depressing, but it can also make you value how precious every minute is. So living with intention has changed my perspective, and I'm in a much better place than I was when I started this journey. Like the overwhelm, is that a noun? I don't know. The overwhelm has subsided, and I've learned to accept that I'll always have more to do. The list will never end. But so long as I am consciously making the choice to spend my time as I see fit in that moment, and I have a sense of control and agency, I am at peace. I feel like I've grown more in the last four months than I have in the last four years. Even when my mental state is not ideal, like last month, I'm learning so much about myself through self-reflection. I'm happier now than I think I've ever been. I'm really excited about this month. I love this time of year. I'm on the East Coast, so it's just the perfect time of year. The weather is beautiful. It's warm, but not too hot. Summer is right around the corner. Like Probably by the end of this month, summer will most assuredly be here. So that could be partly responsible for my energy and my mood. But more than anything, I think I'm excited to move forward and get back on track. To all of you who subscribed on Substack, thank you. I did not get an article out last month. I'm sure that's a shock. But that is my next to-do item. So you should see one by the weekend, I hope. I did get the Instagram set up for this podcast. My bullet journal journey was taken, surprisingly. So you can find me by searching for M-B-J-J-D-N-E, D-A-N-I. And I'll have a link in the description to make it easy as well. I thank all of you who have subscribed and taken interest in my journey. I will be back later this month with a book report on the bullet journal, as promised last month. But I didn't get to it, surprisingly. Until then, I'm your host, Danny Kay, and this is my bullet journal journey.